Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So I know it's already starting to get crazy for us with the holiday season. Halloween is behind us. Thanksgiving here in the U.S. coming up in a couple of weeks. And all the winter holidays, winter solstice, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's. I'm sure there are many more I haven't mentioned that are important to many families out there. You know what I've never learned much about, actually? and I think it just passed, is Diwali. I'd love to learn more about that holiday. I love to learn about different cultures in all of the facets, the dress, the food, especially the food, (laughs) the rituals and celebrations and their significance. And my twins also have a fall birthday, November 2nd, right after Halloween and before Thanksgiving. So another special thing to celebrate and more to do in our family And actually, their dad planned most of their party and did an incredible job. He made sure he had parents' numbers to connect with them and have some new friends over. We ended up with 11 kids, including our own three, which was a really nice number. And last year, the last year and a half, has been so tough for our kids. None of my kids got to have any friends over for their birthdays last year. Actually, we went out to lunch for my older son with his one best friend. We took him. But... My twins talk about that, especially Chandler. So having some friends over this year was very healing for them. And their dad did an amazing job putting things together. He did some nice lighting. He bought a laser tag set, put up a zip line, made s'mores on the deck. 
And I just continued to manage all the day-to-day stuff here at home, the activities and school. So he did almost all of the birthday planning on his own. He actually does events and all kinds of things as a living. So it's really his, um, his expertise and he loves to do it. But I'm so grateful to have him. I know we are one of the more strange divorce couples out there, but it is really nice to still have a close friend who's really invested in his kids' happiness and success with whom to raise our kids. So I wanted to talk about this subject today because I saw a meme the other day and it made me really stop and think about kids' self-esteem and our role as parents in that process. It's a subject that I haven't addressed directly in a very long time. And the episode where I did discuss some basics of self-esteem and went into some tips continues to be one of the most popular episodes to this day. This meme basically said it's our job as parents to fill our children's self-esteem bucket so full that no one else can drain it. In the picture, a child is carrying a bucket of water with a bunch of gaping holes in it and water pouring out the holes, but the bucket is still full. Now, at first glance, it sounds like a really sweet sentiment. And before I dive into the issue I have with the parent's role as it's portrayed in this statement and the picture, I want to shift the metaphor, and that is I think it's the bucket that needs addressed, not the amount of water going into it. The bucket needs to be tough enough that it's really difficult to poke holes in it. I mean, can you imagine trying to keep a bucket full when it's got a bunch of gaping holes in it? That sounds exhausting in best case and honestly impossible in most cases. So what I like about this topic, as I'm going to address it today, is that it also gives us as parents some things to think about with our own self-esteem, our own buckets. How full is your bucket? How many holes are there in it? And if there are holes, which we probably all have a few, how big are they? Are they pinpricks or, or are they bigger? What are you doing to fix your own bucket? As I go through the episode, just consider some of that that at minimum, you likely have some holes and also likely because us adults have, we have this tendency as parents to just take care of our kids so much that we don't even think about our own our own bucket in many ways. Self-esteem is just one of them, but taking care of our own energy levels and batteries of our own. So um, it's important to take a look at that because they do emulate us. They do see the way that we interact in the world, the way that we talk about ourselves, um, you know, our self-talk and the all kinds of ways. So so if you have some holes that you aren't doing much to plug up or to make your bucket stronger, is this making your holes bigger or are they holding for now? What can you do to start fixing your own bucket? So now that I fixed the metaphor so that we're working proactively by building stronger buckets, not continually playing catch up by pouring in more and more water, all the while the holes growing larger or one strong blow all but destroys the bucket entirely. I'm going to address our role as parents and the ways we can do this for our kids and for ourselves. The way I see our role as parents is to guide our children in gaining the skills to strengthen and plug their own buckets. Just like anything else, their job is to become self-sufficient in all areas, and this also applies to becoming the keeper of their own self-esteem, their confidence, happiness, success, etc. as they age. We won't always be there, nor should we expect to be to keep fixing their bucket or filling it or whatever. We can't be there at school when the troubled kid says something really mean or when the coach or the teacher is a little tough on them or doesn't use the best approach, even when they mean well. 
Then they have to wait until they come home to get their bucket fixed. They have to rely on us to patch it back up. I don't think so. They may be looking to us for guidance on how to learn to fix it, work through those tough moments so that as they mature, they will be able to do this more and more on their own. Now, I think having this understanding actually helps us as parents. I think it helps us approach these issues very differently. Telling our child they're great and they shouldn't listen to the mean kid comes from a good place. It comes from a loving place, but it doesn't help our child learn how to strengthen their own bucket. When we ask our child, what do you think about what Dylan said? Do you think it's true? Why or why not? If your child says yes, they think the derogatory statement is true. You don't want to just rush in and fix it. Telling a child not to think or believe something negative about themselves just puts a band-aid on it, and it doesn't change their mind about how they feel about themselves as much as we want it to be that easy. Remember, we're trying to teach them skills for the long term. Realistic self-assessment is one of those skills, and a very important skill at that. Whether we overestimate or underestimate our skills or abilities or the way others see us, neither way is good if we're too much on one side or the other. So asking why or why not helps your child dig down deeper. Then you can address any fallacies at that level. So let's say Dylan called your child ugly. We rush in and say, you aren't ugly, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're capable, don't let anyone ever tell you anything different. What is a kid's first response to this? You have to say that. You're my mom or you're my dad. They don't believe us, no matter how sincere it is or how much we actually believe it. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you want to ask your child some why questions. Why do you think it's true if they, in fact, said they agree with it from the first couple of questions? When I was a tween and a teen, I had terrible acne. I don't think I was ugly per se, but I certainly was a very awkward teenager. If my parents had helped me address the awkwardness, the bad haircuts, I had a terrible sense of style in clothing, my acne, you know, we could have worked together to overcome a lot of these aspects that made me feel ugly. I remember begging my mom for an appointment with a dermatologist to address my acne and all she would say, she would just push me aside. It's not that bad. You should have seen my acne as a child. This is not helpful. So asking your child what aspects of themselves they would like to change and how you can support them in that. I want to grow out my hair. I want a nicer haircut. I want to have nicer clothes. Whatever it is, you don't have to have a ton of money. And I actually found some really expensive jeans that are used online through and in thrift stores. And I love these jeans. Tweens and teens are always outgrowing clothes. And children, they grow so fast. They're always outgrowing clothes. If you can afford new, that's great. But there are options to get really good deals on clothes that are very lightly used and no one needs to know where they came from. You know, what if your child says, I want to lose a few pounds. I don't feel good about my body. This is something more common in tweens and teens, but younger kids are saying these types of things and having issues with body image. So it's a whole new issue, but helping your child shift to a more healthy habits, focusing on their strength, their body strength, their health, their endurance abilities, and switching them over that way. The bottom line is we want to support them in problem solving rather than shoving it aside and trying to just put a salve on it and hoping it's going to go away. You look fine. You look great. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd kill to be as tiny as you. 
None of that changes how they feel about themselves. It just makes you not the person to share those feelings with because the concerns are getting dismissed instead of addressed. If your child really is a very healthy weight, then that's when just shifting to focusing on health, whether it's getting involved in some physical activity or if they're already super strong, super healthy, super involved in sports, eating healthy and have a very healthy BMI, then you know that this needs to be refocused and that can be done. And in this case, I would consider seeking out some professional help so that they can start to look at themselves more realistically because this is a really tricky area. A child who is truly healthy and exhibiting a healthy lifestyle but isn't seeing themselves realistically, you'll definitely wanna know how to approach this and get the professional counseling for this area. But if your child isn't really involved in many sports, if your child isn't really eating as healthy as they could, then you can help them problem solve and start working on this area so that they can start to feel better about themselves. So they can start to see that they are strong and that they can grow stronger when they put the work into it. There's also some other important questions that we want to ask and a whole slew of things that we can do in our day-to-day lives to help support our children's development of healthy, realistic self-esteem. And I'm gonna cover those right after a word from our sponsors. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. 
Visit HomeThreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's HomeThreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. HomeThreads, love where you live. Now that we're back, the other questions to ask and help your child become more aware is, why do you think people say things like that? Why do you think Dylan said that to you? Why do you think he puts other people down? Because the truth is that hurt people hurt people. And helping children learn to understand that people who think highly of themselves have no need to make others feel bad. But when they feel bad inside, they bring that hurt outward because they don't know what else to do with it. So before I get to some specific tips on supporting the development of your child's self-esteem, I want to cover a couple basics about self-esteem and where it comes from. There's two pieces that build a foundation for strong self-esteem. Number one is feeling needed and wanted. And number two is a sense of mastery. Feeling needed and wanted means that a child feels needed and loved in the home. This also means that they contribute to the home, that they have skills and additions that they help support the family through their chores and their actions and their love. Just like we love them, they love us. They need to feel needed and wanted. They need to feel like if they weren't there, they would be missed. And this is why um, teaching kids chores and teaching them these these life skills is actually a really positive thing. It helps them build self-esteem. They feel like this family really needs me around to run smoothly. And I let my kids know that often, especially when they start to complain about doing something around the house, is that you know their dad and I do all of these other things and I usually list off a few things and then I say, we really need your help to keep this family moving and what their jobs are and why that's helpful to us, that they are part of the family and it's part of being a well-oiled machine and pitching in. So it's really important for your kids to have those chores and to have those jobs as part of the family and for them to know that that's important and that their contribution is important. The other part is the mastery. Now this can come from helping out at home as well and learning those life skills because they're mastering those day-to-day life skills. I can take care of myself. I can now brush my hair, get myself dressed. I am very helpful. I can help empty the dishwasher. I can use the vacuum cleaner. But I have these skills that are helpful, but I'm also building other skills. So things like music, sports, art, whatever area of interest they have in learning, when they can look back at where they were three months ago, or they just landed a new trick while skateboarding, they are able to kick the soccer ball right into the goal. Um, If they have some new tumbling skills, whatever it is that they're learning, or they finally can play a song all the way through, they have a sense of mastery. This is very tangible. It looks very different than it did three months ago, or maybe even just last week. These help children build self-esteem. They can see that I can improve. I can get better. If I put time and effort into something, I am getting better. There's a really big feeling of accomplishment that comes with that. The other thing is teaching your child about boundaries. So we can't control every situation, who comes into our child's lives, what they say, how they interact, but teaching our kids that there are people who deserve to share in our space and energy, and there are those who do not. Now, we do our best to minimize interactions with those who drain us or try to damage us and increase connection with those who have earned our company. You want to talk about this, what it looks and feels like. So when you have someone who's draining them or saying mean things about them and trying to damage them, you want to talk about how they can minimize 
the effect or minimize their amount of time with that person. We're not going to be able to remove that person completely from their space, but if they don't react, turn around, walk away, and go spend time with their friends who are actually nice to them on the playground. Teaching them how to kind of set up some boundaries. Maybe they did want to play basketball that day, but a couple of kids are being mean. It's just not worth trying to break into the game to play if some kids are being mean. Then you can also talk about how they can manage that scenario by talking to a teacher or the yard duty or that type of thing, but you want to teach them about putting their energy into people who are worth their time and effort. And maybe tomorrow their other friends will want to play the game they wanted to play today. They'll go play basketball together with their friends who are nice. So also I want to take a minute right now to talk about ourselves. Like I talked about earlier in the episode, how do these things manifest for us? How do we feel needed and wanted? Do we feel needed and wanted in our family? Is there anyone in our lives that don't make us feel very needed or wanted? How can we fix this? You know, in our own home, we should always feel needed and wanted by everybody there, by our spouse, by our partner, by our children. They should feel needed and wanted by us. We should help each other feel needed and wanted and setting up some really good role models between the adults in the home about what it means to feel needed and wanted and appreciated so they can see that as a example of relationships that are healthy and that help build us up rather than tear us down mastery now this is an area where i see a lot of adults struggle especially women but i don't think um, most parents are very good about this sense of mastery what is it that you're good at what is it that you're doing right now to improve yourself What areas would you like to improve yourself? And how can you find some time to start doing that for yourself? This is setting a great example for your kids. I think so many times we parents think that we're being selfish if we're doing something for ourselves. But it's really important to do, to show our kids that this is a lifelong part of taking care of ourselves. They need to see that. They need to know that as they become adults that they can always work on self-mastery. Are you going back to school? Is there a hobby that you have that you're going out and practicing? Are you even just spending some time with your friends? For me right now, I have been working on meditation is one of mine. My children hear me say every day, I'm set my alarm for 5 a.m. and get up and meditate for an hour. I am also learning horseback riding. We leased a horse, my daughter and I, and I am working on mastering this new skill. Um, It's a very technical skill skill to learn to ride a horse very, very well, to communicate with the horse very, very well. And I'm actually really enjoying it. But what is your area of mastery you're working on right now? What did you do when you were younger that you'd love to pick up again and start doing? Taking some music lessons, learning to sing, getting into some type of sport. Take some time to figure out where you can put some mastery or areas where you can earn some mastery into your life. Surrounding ourselves with those who deserve our energy and minimizing those who do not, setting up our boundaries, setting that example for our kids. Also another really important area to be a role model. You know, when we have other adults in our lives who don't treat us very well, we need to set those boundaries pretty strongly and those people don't deserve to be in our lives. If they're tearing us down, they just don't deserve our time or energy. So taking some time to take care of yourself in that way as well. If you want to know more Self-esteem, birth to age five, and self-esteem five plus gives even more background information about self-esteem and the ways to support the development by age. Now, the five plus goes all the way up to the teen years because this changes as they age, how we support their self-esteem. 
And of course, all the positive discipline courses set a strong foundation for mutual respect, strong connection and communication, which are important building blocks and building a strong self-esteem also. So you can check those out on the website at yourvillageonline.com. Also, my book, The Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood, covers all the discipline tools appropriate during the toddler years, which is also that foundation for self-esteem, and also temperament. There's a big, long chapter on temperament, which is also very important to understand as a foundation for knowing how to support your unique child's strengths and struggles, which is also a piece of their self-esteem. And that book is available on Amazon. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.